You are listening to the regular version of Sexy Marriage Radio, smrnation.com. You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex happens in the marriage bed. Here's your host, Dr. Corey Allen. Welcome back to another episode of Sexy Marriage Radio, where fall is in the air, Pam. Here in Texas, there have been moments of cool, followed by the heat, followed by cool. We relish every moment of the cool that we get. The changing of the seasons is always just exciting and invigorating. It is. Um, and I'm hoping that everybody else that's in the SMR Nation uh, recognizes how life has seasons. Mm-hmm. Life has moments. Um, sometimes it's good. Sometimes the heat wave comes back in in a negative way. Mm-hmm. But just recognize it's all part of a cycle. Mm-hmm. That things happen like that. That is, There is just a rhythm. So what is the phrase I came across a long time ago that I can yell at the wind or I can adjust my sails? So let's adjust the sail. A lot of times that's one of the best things you can do is just adjust the sail and Mm -hmm. figure out what can I learn in this moment. And that's what we try to do here at Sexy Marriage Radio. Yeah. Is just talk through and speak about what's going on in your world as part of the SMR Nation. And so what you can do is let us know. And that's by calling us at 214-702-9565 or email us at feedback at sexymarriageradio.com where the inbox continually gets pinged with questions and thoughts and feedback. And we've got a couple this week. Um, that are based on some of the shows we've had in the past, okay. which will be fun to kind of circle back to, mm-hmm. come at from a slightly different way. Um, but we want to start conversations, and we want to help frame conversations for people. And if you like the conversations that go on here, we want, we ask you to jump into iTunes or Spotify, Google Play, however you listen, rate and review, leave the comment. I was going through the thread on iTunes the other day, Pam, mm-hmm. um, and there's a lot of really good comments right now mm-hmm. that people have been ma- leaving on you li- you sound like you're surprised about that <laughs> <laughs> i like the confirmation yeah, okay there you go <laughs> that 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 it resonates with people um and that that it makes a difference and it helps start the conversations because you know That's you and one. i do this uh, each and every week uh, because one we have a heart for marriages and we want people to experience all that it can be that's right um two we love just kind of sharing our story and, and being a part of that journey, mm-hmm. I think, with people. And then three, hearing that it makes an impact and that it makes a difference. Right. Um, you know, right. you help. can't deny that. that mm-hmm. that's, that's a motivation, too, that we mm-hmm. want this to help translate into your particular situation mm-hmm. and circumstances. Exactly. And so we want to frame conversations. And the other thing that we do that's uh, helping frame conversations is our resource tool that we have out there called the state of our union Mm -hmm. which is a text service you sign up for and you get weekly texts um that help start some conversations exactly that kind of walk you through it and help you touch base on some of the deeper things and and some of it's common sense stuff that wow why weren't we talking about this before Mm -hmm. right and and that's a good thing to do you and i do this Mm -hmm. um on a weekly basis just try to quick the quick touch points just to get beyond the surface and the schedule right and get to what matters right because that's what we want uh that's what we help we think helps marriages get just so much deeper Mm -hmm. and so much more connected well coming up on today's regular free version of sexy marriage radio is several of your questions that have come in over the months we've got some we've kind of gone back into the archives to pull out an answer and they're going to 
we'll, we'll answer them, obviously. So we're asking, <laughs> the, you're going to read the questions and then just leave them out there. Leave no, them out. We'll, we'll answer them. That's useful. <laughs> <laughs> and then coming up on the extended version of Sexy Marriage Radio, which is deeper, longer, and there are no ads, you can subscribe at smrnation.com forward slash smracademy. Um, we're going to dive into a topic based off of an email that came in from episode 478. Okay. Where a listener is given the other side... Uh, you know, some additional information on what we covered. It's not the person that set up 478, but it's someone else that had a similar experience. Okay. But I want to use that to dive into the idea of how when we have problems, a lot of times I think what we do as humans is there's a huge difference and distinction between me seeking pain alleviation mm -hmm. or s solving the problem. Hmm. Yeah, because I could be comfortable with the pain, I guess. And I, I guess, well, okay. All that's Get coming up on today's show. <laughs> so here's an email that came in, Pam, that says, Hello, first of all, thank you for the show. I found you guys last year and have listened consistently since then after catching up on all of the missed episodes. So my husband and I have been married for 19 wonderful years, have three beautiful children. In 2016, right after we celebrated a wedding anniversary, I discovered that he'd been viewing porn on and off for a couple years. I was devastated. We always had what I would consider a very healthy sex life. This sent, it down a road, sent us down a road of healing and growing closer honestly than we ever thought possible, which is one of the things that when you go through struggles, if you use them as growth opportunities, I think a lot of times couples recognize, wow, there's a whole different level of honesty. True. That comes out of yeah. this whole thing. Yeah. And can, so that's, it can be achieved. Yeah. If nothing else, that's motivation to stick with the struggles mm -hmm. that come up. So after much forgiveness, much healing, and now being able to use our story to help others, we have good accountability in place and have honest conversations often. Part of our healing was getting to the root of why it happened to begin with, which had nothing to do with me, really, which is another mm -hmm. great point to all of the people that are victims or if you will, of virtual betrayals. Right. And I like to put pornography in that kind of a framework. Right. That it usually has absolutely nothing to do with you. So fast forward through the years. This last year, we've had a new season of sex and intimacy in our marriage that has, been, has us scratching our heads, wondering what were we doing for 16 years? It's been incredible. We finally opened up honest communication about we want, what we want and need from sex. And now we have these conversations in person and one, one thing we are curious about, and your thoughts on it as a Christian marriage, what about couples filming a sexual moment between the two of them? On our journey to more sexual freedom in our, our marriage, we've incorporated toys, some bedroom language that we feel is comfortable and acceptable between us. We can send photos to one another. We've had a conversation about fil filming, and we've discussed some triggers that I have from our experience with the porn. He assures me that it would not trigger that. As we share seductive photos with one another, that hasn't even triggered him before. So it's been years since that was an issue, and I trust him and believe him when he answers my questions. He hasn't had an issue with it again, and I'm not naive, but I do put, believe that God heals him from, from the desires. That plus accountability has kept our marriage heal, healthy since then. So we're both curious about the videoing, videoing, leaning towards feeling like it would be exciting, but we want to understand biblically that the Bible is very silent on this, and we know the ground rules for sexual things in a Christian marriage, but I've never heard you address this specifically. Thoughts? Right. Well, it's interesting when you have that history and the triggers that come up, 
right? So what meaning does she is she putting right. on and, this, right? And it sounds like they're already doing a really good job of having that conversation. Yeah. About yeah. okay, let me let me express my concerns with this because there is an element of the of the virtual like that that sparks into the visual na- nature of our brain right. differently. Right. And so that can be something that needs to be addressed, like she's talking about. Right. But as far as the overall, is it okay, appropriate, acceptable, or a sin if a couple films a sexual encounter between the two of them? For their own use for their own, and edification. Right. And for the titillation novelty right. of the experience, because right. there can be this component that it's like, whoa, this kind of has just amped it up. I don't, when it's just the two of you, I don't see why that would be an issue. Yeah. I, I get scared about technology and anything being digital. I don't care where you store it. I'm afraid. Right. And that's, I'm always afraid there's going to be some hack that'll get their hands on it. That so. is the one uh, word of warning and caution is to recognize how is it being done? Where does it wind up? Because if you use a phone that's attached to a cloud, it is heading to a server that you don't control. Yeah. Ultimately. And they can put all kinds of safeguards in place, but there's been enough over the last decade of hacks and leaks that have come out. And so there's always that possibility. But there is also software and equipment that can be found that puts stuff just on a card. It never actually, it's all air gapped, if you will. So it's never attached to an internet Access. It does not have any Wi-Fi capability. It just stays on a physical copy of whatever. That's a little easier to c- control and manage. Yeah. On where does it go? Yeah, but so, outside of the technology piece. Yeah, outside of the technology piece, go for it if that's something you both want to test out. Because you, know, we've had that idea of try anything once, <laughs> right? Because the, there's a is there well, a gray have area? Have we said anything? Well. No, you're no, right. No, it's not anything. Okay, I'm being a little fast and loose with the terminology there. A little fast there. and loose. Okay. Uh, but in, in a scenario like this, when it's the two of you and you've agreed upon something right. within it within that marriage. Right, because um, this is not one of the thou shalt's areas. <laughs> or thou shalt not areas. No. This is not touched on scripturally. Uh, um, so you have some, con- you're, you're two consenting adults. That are you staying in line with your moral character and your values individually and collectively together? Right. Then what's the harm to try it out and see? Yeah. Because I think that's something you can test it out. The one question you have to ask yourself, because I mean, here obviously these this couple is not they're they're young the way it's described. Well, they've been right? married nineteen years. They're still young. Come on, I mean, we're <laughs> the old people here, babe. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll Uh, speak for myself. Some days I feel like I'm very old. Yeah. (laughs) Um, You do have to ask yourself, even when you keep it protected, what's your plan for if something tragic happened to you and the kids are going through everything? Because there's an element of these kinds of things. everything, Everything does have a trail that is left. Yeah. And so... If you guys can navigate, you know what, let's do it this way, let's have it that, and here's the plan for how we'll protect it and what we'll do with it, how long it'll exist, et cetera, et cetera. Then you've, you've taken the steps that you appropriately can, then just have some fun and roll tape. 
So another email that came in talks about, um, this is from a husband that says, when we first met, there was not much that we would not try. Now my spouse does not want to do new things and we only have sex once a week, which is way less than I like. I've mentioned that I would like to have sex more and she says, it's all I ever think about. She says that sex is something that's rarely she ever thinks about. But when we don't have sex, it makes me think about it more and more, and it makes more of an issue for me. When we do have sex, it's nice, and we both orgasm, but it gives me anxiety because once it's over, I know that that's it for about a week or a week and a half. How can we, find, how can we help to find a middle ground, or how can I not think about it as much? Thanks. It is the same question from this the high the, desire, this right? It's the high desire, low this desire, is the gridlock. High desire, it's the gridlock, <laughs> and she's going to be there, and it's not uncommon for the low desire spouse to just not think about it. Right. And so I get that that's totally frustrating. Right. I don't want someone to not think about sex when that's what they want. Right, so I don't want to tell him. Right, okay, you're talking about him specifically. Him specifically that's, saying, how do I not think about it right, as much? And, and we've had shows on that in the past of, yeah. just help me lower my desire level because it would make it a whole lot easier no, for myself, which no. I can understand yeah. the the thought process in that. Totally. But it's not dealing with what's right in front of you still. It's not dealing with an actual fact that desire is a natural thing. Mm-hmm. So the way he's describing this, that it, she says she rarely even thinks about it. Yes, that's true. That happens. And that's where then it's on the higher desire to keep it on the radar and just kind of see it as my job is to continue down that path, not force it, but not act like and just hope it comes up on its own. Mm-hmm. And so the one thing that jumps out to me on this and the reason I wanted to touch on this email, even though we've covered this kind of topic a bunch mm-hmm. over the years is the idea that she says when he brings up sex, that's all he ever thinks about. Right or wrong, you know, she may have selective listening. Maybe that's what he brings up all the time. Well, or it's just her interpretation. I think that's it it's her truth. Because if you do a comparative analysis here mm-hmm. of someone that never it's on her radar mm-hmm. versus someone that it's on their radar at all, even even if it's a lot or a little, that's all they think about if you do comparatively speaking. Mm, yeah, that's your interpretation <laughs> right. of it. Yeah. So I choose to think of this in the terms of, okay, fundamentally speaking, sir, every human being, especially in relationship, but every human being is trying to make moves. This is a schnarch thought process. Okay. I'm either trying to move someone off of a, a, a belief or a action or on a belief or an action, mm-hmm. right? They're doing the same thing. So if your wife can back you off and make you lose your ground and your your footing and your solidness by saying all you ever think about is sex, which is really effective with a lot of husbands because they want to defend themselves as, no, I really don't, no. Mm-hmm. What, would, what were to happen if you were to say, okay, let's play this scenario out between us. Okay. You play this card, and I don't know if the, I don't remember if this has ever been said in our marriage. It probably has at some point when we, neither of us were really at our best, <laughs> but but I don't remember this happening a lot. Either way, but if you were to say all you ever think about is sex, and I all of a sudden backpedal, that's a really good move by you. See well, that? Well, thank you. Yeah, well done. <laughs> thank you. I'm but quite the strategic. 
strategery. You say, you say that well. <laughs> Easy for you to say. But if you were to come back at me during the heat of something like that, all you ever think about is sex. And I was to actually say, yeah, and other things. Mm-hmm. Doesn't that change the connotation? It does. Rather than if it's, I got defensive a, yeah, of, it's a stronger... oh, hold on, and I'm trying to explain it to you. Yeah. Because a lot of times, if you look at this kind of a dynamic and exchange between a higher and a lower, the lower desire's response is typically coming from emotional logic in that response, mm-hmm. right? They're just reacting to an emotion because they're right. feeling flooded or attacked or pressured or something, which usually lands itself in the emotion. So they'll respond that way. Mm-hmm. Typically, when I get defensive, I get into rational logic. I then try to justify my stance with facts. Okay. And those two states do not talk to each other. No, no. Right? Emotional and rational don't communicate well, especially when there's heat or tension. Mm -hmm. So by, by being able to just acknowledge and own, yeah, I do think about it. We can... Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. We can argue about quantities here, but I'm not going to deny the fact that, yes, mm-hmm. it is on my radar more than yours. Mm-hmm. Good what job. Else, what else you got? Yeah, good job noticing. <laughs> well, Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate you noticing that. <laughs> right. So that changes, the di- that changes the stance that you can bring to it. Mm-hmm. And then this doesn't necessarily solve the gridlock because we all know gridlock is not necessarily solved. It's lived through. But this, to me, for him, is a better way to move into that gridlock and see where that takes you next. Mm -hmm. Because, again, she's making a move. So are you. Just make them from the best in you. Mm -hmm. All right. This is an email that just came in, Pam, and I I love this one. I don't know if we've ever had one uh, this succinct on this topic. Okay. Okay. So this is from a new listener and a binge listener. To boot, which I love. Ben, Let, ben, yeah. We love bench listeners. Yes. Appreciate, appreciate your bench. So here's the question. How can a faithful, church-going, Christian woman find sex-positive friends? Usually that conversation would be with a best friend, but my bestie hasn't had sex in 20 years. Yeah, really sad for her husband, who is also one of my best friends. Anyway, how can you bring up the subject with other friends? And yes, all of them are Christians as well. That is a fabulous question. Yes, it and, is. And, you know, maybe, you know, curious if all the, most of the friends are within actually a church body or if it's just... Like they're all part of the same group, you mean? Yeah. The group think they drink the same Kool-Aid? Well, I mean, if you go to a church together and you're in a small group together, mm-hmm. you know, something like that, then then it it can be that way. But maybe you just, I mean, we end up running with people that are similar to us usually. Mm-hmm. Um, so if it's that kind of a setting, it'd be interesting. You know, if I'm in a small group, hey, guys, we th- have we thought about having a um, some small group lessons on sexuality and just being flat out and bringing that mm-hmm. up um, or just asking the question of other people of what potentially they've done in helping their relationship. I think specifically if you're talking with female to female, that's not so taboo. Maybe it's taboo with her girlfriend. At least she and her girlfriend have talked enough to know that the girlfriend hasn't had sex to in know those kinds. Of, and, and this is the question I've got based on that response from the girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Is the girlfriend okay with that? 
Right. Right? Because that that could just be a fact that's being stated without the addendum of it's not really trending the way I want it to or I am totally okay with it because it's not on my radar. It's not something I'm interested in. Right. Well, and that's a valid question. If my if my bestie hasn't had sex in 20 years and I'm wanting to have a deep, meaningful conversation with my girlfriend, how is she doing with that? Right. Let's have a let's have right. a conversation and let's be there for one another. I want to add, and maybe I'm getting into the psycho babble here, but I want to add a, a component and a lens to this conversation, Pam. She's hoping for a sex positive relationships. Yeah. Where I can talk about sex. Join the academy. Um, <laughs> yes. Okay, sorry, I interrupted no, you, but no, that's completely fair because there's actually a dialogue going on right now that uh, is pushing some guardrails. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That I love because it's it's freedom to actually explore some things and we don't talk about these things. Right. So yes, join the academy, smrnation.com forward slash smr academy. Right. And there's specifically women channels mm-hmm. on there. Totally. That just the women talk. But to help reframe how this is being viewed by this by this wife, uh-huh. this woman is sex positive to me doesn't always mean I'm in a I want more sex quality sex category. Sex positive to me means I have the freedom to talk about it good and bad. Yeah. Okay. That it's I would just, agree with you there. Overall, I want a group that uplifts and honors and promotes what I believe in and am striving for. Yeah. Yes. But one of the hurdles we've got to get across is this idea of sex positive means I just bring the subject up. Mm-hmm. I mean, in our circles we run with, mm-hmm. uh, we're kind of known as the ones that'll bring it up because of the show. We don't right? just bring it up randomly, no, though, in but weird situations. We know if it starts to lend itself towards that theme, our friends are like, they'll go there. Yeah. They'll talk about it. They yeah. don't have any qualms about it. And so that's still sex positive to me. Mm-hmm. It's just a freedom to bring it up. And so when she's asking, how do you find these friends? Well, she's the higher desire and the willingness and interest in talking about this subject. So that means she's going to have to just introduce it more. Mm-hmm. That's right. And maybe people warm up to it eventually. Maybe they don't. Maybe you start going to some of the different, um, when everything opens back up or there's stuff that's virtual mm-hmm. and there's conferences that lend itself more towards mm-hmm. the sexual side of marriage. There's people there that are going because they're looking for enrichment and encouragement and enticement. Yeah, I mean, come to a getaway in mm-hmm. June, you're going to meet people there, plus people in your circle is going to say, hey, where are you guys heading to? Oh, we're going to the Sexy Marriage Radio getaway. Yep. That starts conversations, and yep. then, gosh, what do you know, people around you Because here's the one thing that you and I have found, is the times where I get a chance to speak to groups that this is normally not a subject that's talked about. Mm-hmm. Like last year, we got to go yeah. invited to a church that we were the first person, first couple ever at that church to talk explicitly like we did uh-huh. about the topic of sex and marriage. And it was just a Q&A, right. <laughs> largely. And it, one of those things is once you get people started, it's really hard to stop them oh talking gosh, about yeah. it sometimes. Yeah. And so sometimes just to encourage her, mm-hmm. keep plowing the field with with the current fringe group you've got mm-hmm. of, hey... This is something that matters to me. And even though it may not be going on in your marriage, bestie, I still want to talk about it and see where that goes. Right. Because sometimes leading where you want it to go, you will find allies you didn't even know were there because they just need a little bit of encouragement Mm -hmm. and an invitation 
to go there. And then you start to discover what's people's real stories. And what I typically find among us as humans is when I can find people where we start to connect on some more real, authentic levels, regardless of, I haven't had sex in 20 years, Mm -hmm. we had a great rousing interlude last night difference, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it still can trend towards positive. Mm -hmm. It can still kind of, we're pulling each other up in some ways, just because of the way we're encouraging and we're real. And there's not as much of an agenda other than I want to have the freedom to talk about this. Right. And I want to hear the freedom from other people. Right. And so sometimes you got to just lead that way and know it's going to shut some people down. Okay. Mark them off the list for right now of people I'm looking to go down that path with. Maybe I get an opportunity later. All right. So before we segue to the extended content, I'm going to set it up. Okay. So this is an email from episode 478 where specifically the, a husband emailed in um, talking about his, his weight and the struggle he had had all the way through marriage, but he would particularly gained weight during the marriage, that his wife was not at all attracted to it. And she was honest about that and upfront about it. Mm-hmm. And so we landed on, that was when I was a little more salty on, 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 the, on that episode, so I was a little sure. more blunt. Sure. And so we landed on, you know what you need to do because of the way you're framing the question. Mm-hmm. So lose the weight. What do mm-hmm. you got to do to do that? So a guy emails in to just add a little more to the... From his perspective. From his perspective, because mm-hmm. he was in the same boat. Okay. That gained, he already had, had struggled with weight. I'm just paraphrasing this because it, it was a lengthy email. Okay. So uh, he had struggled with his weight. Um, his wife had had similar statements to him about it. Life went on. They had, they had, lots, they had several kids. And that just added more struggle because, you know, you and I both know it is really easy to eat poorly in a fast-paced, fast-paced society. <laughs> you know, fast food is a simple, easy choice. It just isn't yeah. good yeah, for totally. handling and, and keeping things healthy mm-hmm. in the long run. Agreed. So what he finally figured out is that, okay, she keeps saying this is a hindrance. I'm going to do something about it. And so lo and behold, he did. He just... Got serious, worked out, changed his lifestyle, changed his health eating habits, everything. Lost the weight. And lo and behold, didn't change anything in the bedroom. Is that right? Okay. So he even makes the comments in here of she really liked talking about his weight loss to other people and how she loved it. But when that little gatekeeper obstacle was removed to saying, well, more sex will be happening if you were more attractive to me, it didn't solve the problem. Hmm. Okay? Okay. So where we're heading in the extended content, after we're kind of teasing this thing Mm -hmm. out, is what is the difference between trying to relieve the pain or the symptoms Mm -hmm. versus addressing the problem? I love the fact that we can have a lot of the same theme come through. Yeah, and emails and different right. I mean, callers and because yeah. this is you know to quote from Mark Gunger, who's mm-hmm. laugh your way to a better marriage. Uh-huh. Um, he, I love it because he's like, I can't imagine God's up there when he's looking at uh, us as sexual beings, going, "Oh myself, I can't believe they would try that." Right, right. It's right. like nothing's going to shock him. Right, right. Because <laughs> right? we were created by him, but right? it's still, it's. I love it that. Uh, we all still hit roadblocks and stumbles mm-hmm. and, and hurdles that we've got to face. 
Right. And I want to add the caveat of one, there may not be a solution to it. Hmm. Right? In the way we would want it for sure. But there may not be a solution. Marriage is not something we solve. Mm-hmm. It's something we live through. We do. And some of life's problems are that way too. There's not a solution. It's something you live through. Mm-hmm. And then can you take the opportunities to learn as you're living through it? Mm-hmm. Because then you become better. Mm-hmm. And I, I love that fact that marriage is just a people growing process, man. Mm-hmm. It is. And it just grows really great people, like the people that make up the SMR Nation. Exactly. Because they rock. <laughs> well, this has been Sexy Marriage Radio. If we left something undone, uh, please let us know. 214-702-9565 or feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. So wherever you are, whatever you've been doing, thanks again for taking some time out of your week to spend it with us. See you next time.